0: Mike check one two one two. Phil, fuck you. When I got the news today, I didn't know what to say, so I just hung up the phone. Took a walk to clear my head This is where the walk-in led Can't believe you're really gone What up, my glib-glops? And Drink a beer
1: Welcome back to the Small Market Insecurities Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Phil Razor. I am once again joined for the 47th edition of the podcast by the co host of Chaos, Sky Ball. Sky, how are we doing?
2: Uh, to the artist formerly known as Ad Katz, since 96, that one's for you, buddy. RIP and peace.
1: RIP and peace to the Panthers, and we'll, we'll touch base on them in a little bit. I'm also joined by the guy you love to hate, Stack Eye, Nate. Nate, how are we doing?
0: Oh, buddy. That song just... I feel like it really did personify our favorite listener. Cats, it did. Whoa, spray, favorite so.
1: listener. We should have a favorite listener bracket challenge.
2: I don't really think that we have to have that debate. I think that we know oh. that clear-cut attempt.
1: You know what? I think my buddy Kevin out in Texas, he's not on Twitter, but I think he would... Put up a strong Kat, fight. Cats
2: is going through a hard time right now. Cats, Katz, hey, Katz cats
1: no, yeah. no. I'm saying I wanna, I wanna pit the listeners against each other. Guys,
0: I don't want to put it on suicide watch right now, you know, guys. There's no. an easy way to do this. We could just create the Premier Listeners Club and subscribe to our OnlyFans. Yeah, it's me and uh,
2: PJ apparently. <laughs>
1: it's, yeah, you and PJ.
2: Brian, Brian tag PJ in.
1: Yeah, for, for $5 a month, we'll give you all the premium content. You can watch, you can follow Nate around with the camera for Brian's 24 Brian's a friend of
2: the Armenian Armin hammer, I guess. Oh my God, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Man. Hey.
1: Hey, hey um, Before we get into the episode today, boys, I did have a fun two-for-one
2: on this date. On so,
1: this date. 2 for May 25th, 1935, at the Big Ten Conference Track and Field Championships in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is indeed a whore. She is a
2: whore. Ann Arbor is a whore.
1: um, Ohio State's Jesse Owens broke world records in the long jump, 220-yard sprint, 220-yard low hurdles. He also tied the world record for the 100-yard dash. And on the same day, Babe Ruth hit three home runs for the Boston Braves in an 11-7 loss to the Pirates at Forbes Field. The last one went out of the entire ballpark. He's the only guy to ever do that at Forbes Field, which was a massive ballpark. Those were the last three home runs of Babe Ruth's career.
2: Shout out to Jesse Owens, though. I still have a pair of his track spikes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember you. you you've told the story about how was it your
2: grandpa? My great grandfather
1: Great grandpa. Okay. Yeah.
2: Glenn so Price.
1: There we go. Yep. Shout, shout out to Glenn Price.
2: I've actually got a signed USA um, track jersey from Jesse Owens. I've got cleats or spikes, I guess. Yeah. A jersey, a towel, all kinds of stuff. Hell yeah! Yeah, I've got a ton of uh, Jesse Owens uh, memorabilia. There you go. From from him. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Keep that shit locked in a safe, dog. Yeah.
1: That's like if uh, you can't pay the mortgage, maybe those go on the uh, the auction shop. But even then, you're like, I don't know if I want oh, to. Oh, no.
2: See, even then, it's like, that's I own a piece of history. Uh, yeah, you, you can't really put it. I mean, that they would be better suited in a museum That man than gave, sold to someone that else. That man gave Hitler the middle finger. He truly did.
0: That, which, that shit stays
2: in our family. And for
0: that, we salute you, Jesse Owens. Absolutely. Gave Hitler the middle finger and took Michigan out to midfield and... Jerked their fucking drawers down. Also, can you like, can we just acknowledge how how
2: quiet was that limo ride home with Hitler? It's a good question. It's gotta be quiet, dude. Like you know, Goebbels is like, "Oh, lovely weather we're having," and Hitler's just like, "I, ah, I, nah, nah, like freaking out.
1: Oh boy. They, I mean, they went through a lot of changes before the thirty-six Olympics too. Oh, make, yeah. make the rest of the world think they were not doing what they were doing. Yeah, so, you knew that was a so quiet ride over the Olympics, who for kn- sure. Who, kn- who knows if uh, Big Bad Dolphy was just sitting back there silent, Bro, ripping the way- ripping nose beers, because he was hooked on coke.
0: Oh, yeah, no, yeah. he was a cokehead. By the way... No one I, has that much energy, naturally. I uh, just started watching, um, what is it, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, great and- show. Fuck you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. First episode, they drop a Goebbels reference in there, and I'm like, oh, yeah. holy, holy shit, yeah. I love it. You never know also, what you gotta
2: happen. watch Operation Mincemeat.
0: Er, yeah, it,
1: on Netflix, it is. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's fantastic, but hey, let's get back on track here, guys. Okay, Re- yep. No, Wait, no, it's all it's good, really it's fun. all good. Hey, what what's the fun if we don't do a little bullshit at the beginning?
0: Exactly.
1: Um, Guys, True. we have to get into NHL playoffs. A lot of fun things have happened. A lot of sad things have happened. Let's start with the saddest part of all. The Florida Panthers had so much optimism going into the second round against their su- southern Florida them. rivals. And uh, I, I don't know if, if absolutely shitting all over the place is quite enough to describe what they did.
0: Yeah, I, I was actually talking to uh, or I was texting with friend of the podcast Aaron Carmen um, last night. Shout out Aaron Carmen. Yeah, and he's our said, guy. And he asked me at the beginning of the playoffs who I liked, you know, to win it. And I said I said either Carolina or Colorado. He said you don't think Tampa's three beating. I said no way in hell. At this point, I think they might. And that's the thing. I even I texted him last night. I said I still don't think Tampa's three peating even after that. And he said he, he said even after a strong sweep for, like that, I'm not gonna sit here. I won't sit here and say that Florida lost it. Tampa did nothing to win it. Okay, oh, really? Tampa. Tampa did. They scored. They scored. And on, let's put. Let's be real. Andre Vasilevsky allowed three goals in this in four games in this series. Yeah, cats. Okay. Sorry, but they got beat down. Yeah. So, and also, speaking of Vazzy, here's a little fun fact that uh, I mentioned last night on our recording of Beerly Hockey. uh, Shout out Phil and I's Hockey Talk podcast. Heard you in your bag. Yeah, follow us at Beerly Hockey on Twitter. Yeah. Um, So, Andre Vasilevsky, in the seven series-clinching games that he's had since the Blue Jackets loss, he has produced six shutouts. He has faced 200 shots and has allowed
1: one goal. Jesus. My big market rant of the day is why doesn't that guy play a net for a small market? But I don't worry, gonna... we will get to Sky's <clears throat> big market rant of the day later. Oh yeah. Stay tuned to the new segment. Nate, he's a the big the big
0: cats a fucking animal. He is unreal, dude. And let's be let's be completely honest here. That guy is 24 somewhere between 24 26 years old. And he has already written himself into the hockey hall of fame. Yeah. Can we call him V for Vendetta now?
1: You can call him whatever you want. They call him the big cat in, in circles that know him.
0: You can call him V for probably in circles that know him. You can call him V for probably the amount of cups that he'll win in his career. Yeah. Five Whoa, fi- five nice, is sir. five
1: is probably right. That's I like that. Well yeah. played. I like that. Let's yeah. go let's go back to the Panthers though. They started playoffs 0 of twenty-seven on the power play. They somehow made it past Washington with Carter Verhege carrying them. Yeah. Yes. In this second round, Verhege was okay. Giroux looked decent enough.
2: Giroux was their late season pickup, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. From
1: from Philadelphia. Yeah. But was phenomenal in this series. As
0: much as he could be.
2: Correct.
1: Given how poorly the blue line played, starting starting with Aaron Ekblad, all the way up to everybody on the front line. The captain Barkov was terrible. Huberto. Huberto
0: was invisible. And non-existent. Duclair. Non-existent. Non-existent. Well, Hornquist. he was the
2: guy that you really needed to show up in this.
0: Hornquist, who's a guy that you... That guy should that guy should be dropping the gloves in this series.
2: Yeah.
1: That guy
0: should have dropped the gloves in this and series. And they
1: finally put him on the power play, and they put him right on net front, like, mm-hmm. he, like he used to do in Pittsburgh, and they fucking scored. It's not rocket science, Andrew Burnett. All you had to do... Was position your players in a place to make them successful, yeah. and he and he wasn't doing it. Yeah,
0: no. Andrew Burnett lost himself the chance to be the head coach or behind the bench next year. Agreed.
1: Yeah. Now I will say this: you said on Barely Hockey, and I disagree with you. Mackenzie Weaker is playing his way out of no. Mackenzie Weaker's season was incredible. He had, a ter- he had a terrible playoffs. His season was incredible. They're going to pay him. That being said, you and I agree, Burnett out.
0: Burnett out. I and I I might have been a little uh, little sauced, you know, when it when it came <laughs> to talking about that. Um, That's Cambrohamians. sauce dude, you and pucks, socks, sauce, and pucks, and sauce, and beers. and hey, putts and banging slots. Might go for the three peat.
2: You never no, know with this guy. That's fair. Yeah, now, but
0: no, I um, but no, Mackenzie has had a great season. He just had one bonehead move that probably cost. I I, I won't say it cost them this series because I think Tampa might have won this one regardless. <laughs> the lack
1: of offensive production might be a little more of an. Inclination,
0: yeah, but still, it it did lose you game two at home, and it set up the sweep, yeah. So, <clears throat> well, that was kind of the nail in the coffin. It was. Scott, I'm going to start with you. Cats from '96 asked
1: today, who should be behind the bench game one of next season for the Florida Panthers?
2: Hit up Johnny T. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, John. Now, now I, I know why he loves the podcast. Yeah. I think that's your burner. Yeah. I think it's your burn. It might be
1: John Tortorella. You are cat since '96. Yeah.
2: No. So, well, Torts interviewed with what the Flyers today.
1: Yeah, that's a good fit. I think it's,
2: it's a good fit. I mean, you get, interview? I didn't see that. You get Atkinson the back Flyers. there, like okay. so you already got a guy that you know and spent a long time with. Like, I get that, but I think Florida is a good fit for Torts. because Torts, we've always said he's a lot like her I
1: actually don't agree that Florida's a good fit, and the reason I don't agree is I think Florida is a very skilled team.
2: And torts struggles with super skilled players. See, here's yeah. my argument. He'll, with that. He'll, force, he'll force guys out. Guys will want out. Well, see, my thing with that is that Torts is a very like nose to the grindstone, blue-collar, hardworking coach. Yeah. And he ingrains that in his teams. It's like Hurt, Where it's like, we're not gonna be the most talented team, we're not gonna be the fastest team, but we will goddamn
0: be the most conditioned team. But the problem but the problem with that is is they do have a very talented team. They have a lot of very skilled guys, star guys that he never had in Columbus. Right, but when you talk to skill, you get you get amazing. Players. Yeah, but they're not all going to want to block pucks yeah.
1: seventy-five plus games a year. It's
0: tough to get guys to buy into a system like that, man. Yeah. He well, got lucky. He you got, can't all be Laflem from Goon. Yeah, I know. I realize. Yeah, that, but, but, you, but you, could, you could
1: also be a ten million dollar player that puts asses in the seats in a market that nobody gives a shit about. You. Yeah.
2: You know. Which is fair, which is fair. <laughs> I mean, like, I I just, I love Torch because, because of the grit. You know, wor- Torch works
1: in markets like this. He works in markets like Philly. Yeah, he, he uh,
2: embodies yeah. the hard nose, like, put your head down and get the shit done. He doesn't you know, work. Take and, a puck to the face for the team, like that kind of thing. He
1: worked in Tampa when there was no market there. I don't think yeah. he can work in Florida. Granted, there barely is a market there.
2: I was going to say, there, there's not much of a market there.
1: But they've at least had success in the recent years where I don't, I just don't see it. I think. Peter DeBoer from Vegas I was is just gonna say that it, it is you know, I could
2: see that too. Maybe I'm biased because I'm a resident Homer, but and I love John Tortorella. And this is right? a fine com- conversation to Homer on
0: because none of us are right or wrong. Yeah, now here's now here's an. But I would like to see some grit added to that skill. Sure. Now hypothetically, and I don't think this team's in the market for a new head coach right now, but a place where I could see, you know, John Tortorella having a nice maybe finish off. I don't know a place like Seattle. I was going to say maybe St. Louis.
1: I was going to say I don't think St. Louis is in the market for a coach. No, Craig... well, no, no,
2: I'm saying if we're if we're taking that out oh, of it, it like ideally like where he could go, I would say St. Louis.
1: Buffalo. He's from upstate New York. Buffalo is a struggling. I didn't think about that. is a struggling ass team that mm. needs guidance and nobody kicks what, young players about, asses into shape like John Tortorella. What
2: has. about Carolina?
1: Rod Brindamore no. is the perfect fit.
2: Yeah, I'm saying if I'm saying in a perfect world no, I still don't agree like there. Like the, no. The gritty, like,
1: I think I think the players would f- I think the players fit his style. That's I, what
2: I'm saying. I'm not talking about like the current coach there. I, I don't saying, like, I don't like, know
1: if he could handle a guy like Sebastian Aho because like Panarin was on the first bus out,
2: and a lot a lot of the, the super talented maybe, guys yeah, are
1: on the point there. are on the first bus out. So Aho might be like, I don't want to fucking block 25 yeah. shots a year. That's the
0: thing. Yeah, you make a good point there. It's very hard to get big star guys that are scorers to stay with him because he wants everybody to be. Two way players, yeah. and unfortunately, you just you're not going to get that out of some guys. But in his defense, that's kind of the coaching
2: style that that you want, really, is like I you actually, want your players to go both ways. On the on, sometimes, on guys.
1: sometimes I think I think great coaches adapt to the teams they have, and I don't think Torts does that. And I think that's what makes him struggle. It's why I think a lot of historic coaches didn't win as much as they could have because they've gone, I've won before with this style. Yeah. My style works. You need to learn what I do. I yeah. think elite coaches go. How can I adapt to what the rest of the league or the rest of the division or what everybody else is doing,
2: well, it's, and, and, it's, and then
1: bring in the guys that fit a system that we can run that is akin to what I'm used to doing, but also is modern? Bill the, Bill Belichick's the perfect I was gonna one to do was that. I'm gonna
2: say Bill Belichick yeah. versus like Sean McVay.
1: Yeah, Sean McVay will. I mean, he'll. He might win another Super Bowl at some point.
2: But he'll work with his team and like. Yeah. How how can I how can I build this team around you?
1: McVay's gonna be the. But Bill yeah. is
2: like, this is the Patriot way. This, this is how we do system. things. The it's, Patriot way and the system. Draft yes on that.
1: But he also lets his guys adapt. His offenses aren't the same thing as they were ten years ago. Right. That's what I'm saying. John Tortorella, John Tortorella doesn't do that. John Tortorella doesn't do that at all. Yeah. Because he won a cup doing it 0304 with Tampa with an elite player like Marty St. Louis and an NHL that is from a bygone era. Yeah.
0: Right.
2: Well, it's, so, kind of like, it's kind of like the NBA where it's like, you know, now we're seeing this era of like super teams and all this shit. But you know, back in the day, all you needed was really one superstar and a team built around. It. Yeah, you did. And that's kind, of the, that's kind of the coach that Tortorella is, where it's like, sure. if I have one solid guy and I have role players, I can coach this team and how to, how to handle it.
1: Well, that's kind of what we're looking at here right now. But let's go down. I'm going to talk about two incidents before we jump out of playoff talk. Because, I mean, we can talk about Edmonton-Calgary the end of the world and the Battle of Alberta tonight. It's going to be great. Can't, Holy goals. Yeah, can't wait to watch it. We had 15 goals in the first game. Yeah, I just wanted to lightly touch on that because that one's going to be a really fun recap. I think. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. Looking but, back
0: on that one's going to be a lot more... I, I think looking back on it's going to be a little more fun than talking about a live time. Right. Yes.
2: I do want to well, talk... so why don't we table that and then just yeah. wait until the series ends.
0: I have
1: two topics I want to go over in the NHL before we hop over to baseball. Number one, Max Domi, former Blue Jacket, former a lot of things now, uh, taking a late shot um, in New York after losing Game 3. Frustrated, mm-hmm. took a late shot. New York's coach, not super thrilled about it in the media. I love it. I love the fact... In, We've done a little little big market, you know, kind of like not sympathizing but empathizing, if you will. Today, um, I love the comment of well, we have Ryan Reeves, who, for those that don't know, is the la- pretty much the last enforcer in the yeah. NHL. And he's the
2: Ross, the boss, Ray. He's the
1: only one left, really. And uh, I, I don't the know. Only, he's the only true one left. You can't find another one. Seriously.
0: Uh, no, I mean, but there's guys like M- Milan Lucic who, is, who has skill, but he is a... Revo doesn't have any skill, though. That's true. That's the Plus thing. thing. It's
1: like the last... The, the, no, they're still tough guys. They're still the tough guys. Oh, yeah, they're still tough guys,
0: but yeah, he. I think he's got a, a little bit of skill, doesn't he? Not really.
1: Okay. And the reason I say that is New York, the entire team would have been going, well, we have 75 in the locker room for a reason if he offered anything other than a scary face yeah. to go out there and go, I don't want to fuck with you because I don't want to face that guy. So I wanted to talk about Domi getting the wires crossed because we've, we've seen it up close and personal here. But I just wanted to kind of throw that out there, but I want to open up a discussion. So St. Louis and Colorado, man. To summarize, uh, once again, last season, Nazem Kadri. Took a hit on Justin Falk. St. Louis has not forgotten that. They've run it in the entire series. He gets, Rosen takes Kadri into Bennington, knocks Bennington out for the rest of the playoffs. Probably, because they're probably not going to get to this
0: round. Boy, and I'll tell you what, watching watching game four last night, oh, Nazem Kadri gets a hat trick to follow that game up. And you can tell, I think the first goal, you can tell, he points right up, gives a nice little salute up there to Bennington in the owner's suite, and it was like a big ol' fuck you, because I think, I'm pretty sure, um... He said, suck and, my balls through my draw. Well, I'm pretty sure in the post-game, like, in, in the post-game interview for Game 3, like, Kadri was getting interviewed by Biz and the guys on TNT, and, uh... He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Bennington just threw a water bottle at me, like yeah. while he was giving a post game interview. Yeah, like, Bennington threw a water bottle at him. So I love it. I love oh, the
2: I love the toxic energy. And I'm that, here for and it. And that's
1: what I was going to get into. And before we get there, I was just going to throw out there that Kadri in his career suspended six times for a total of 16 playoff games and 11 regular season games. So he served 20 game, 27 games worth of suspensions in his career. He's no, I love it. He's no innocent human being when it comes to getting targeted by the league. But that being said. Don't you think this kind of drama and bullshit is good for the NHL?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, and that's why, be- I like, the NBA is a great fucking league because the drama.
1: The it NBA draws is, views. The best marketed league, and they combine it with the drama. The drama is the intrigue. Hockey needs to be able to compete with the. They're the only two sports that play at the same time.
2: Well, and you can fucking fight in hockey, dude. You have the ticket right there. You can, dude. You can market that so well. Dropping the gloves. What other sport can you play that besides rugby where you can drop the gloves? And no, that's beat actually, the why, shit that's out actually of why I
1: laugh at NBA fights because it's like hold me. It's a bunch to hold me back, bro. It's, yeah, it's,
2: it's all hold me back, bro. That's I, all it is. I would
1: love to see every sport allow them to fight. Oh yeah, but like a fight in any other sport is more rare. You don't see it like you used to in hockey, but you still see it often enough.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I like when you get the. I like when you get the occasional like. Actual like bench clearing brawl in baseball where there's actually some punches thrown. Yeah, it's very rare, but like you know, Amir Garrett has been our guy for the yeah. last few years. Shout out to but former
1: Cincinnati Red and current Kansas City Royal, Amir the Garrett.
0: Thing
2: with baseball like bench clearing, it's like
1: same same concept. As it's kind
2: of like a lot of like neck grabbing and wrestling oh, yeah. when they do come oh, to grips. Yeah. Like like hockey, it's it you see blows thrown. Like you know, you see fucking hammers dropped, and it's, oh yeah and that's like to me that's my favorite aspect of hockey that and then watching good goalkeepers well and you know it's
0: the and we could do a whole episode on the fact of, or on the reasons why fighting is in hockey because it's it yes it's an entertainment thing but there's a lot more to it i think there's there's you know the enter, there is the entertainment value but then there's the self policing of the game by the players and that's what i was that's the biggest thing for me and it's and there's the there's the momentum shifting as yeah. well and there's <laughs> also i mean hey there's bad blood in these seven. You you play a seven game series. You're playing seven games in a row against a team, and you're going for the ultimate prize. There's definitely going to be some tensions Like the grow. emotions
2: run high. And my thing is like you know like if you get a winger get into it with a defenseman on a dirty hit, and that defenseman beats the shit out of that winger, he's gonna be a little timid the the, the rest of the series, yeah. and the the defense gains the advantage there. If you they know, in, so like you said, it's a momentum swing. If they
1: even if they even allow him to fight, usually someone will come in for a smaller guy. Yeah, but it's all like. What Panarin dropped the gloves once here in Columbus against Boston. It was incredible to watch Panarin throw, you know,
0: Chuck Knox because yeah, he never thought. It, it, it's always against, it was against an offensive guy, though. That's yeah, the thing. It's, right. it, like offensive guys will generally throw with offensive guys. Well,
2: defenseman. If you're an offense guy, you don't want you don't want to throw the defenseman nine times out of ten.
0: And you only see goalie fights in the Battle of Alberta. That's true. I love seeing a good goalie fight. Yeah. That is my Missed fucking. The day the right. when or or. In the olden days, when it was Colorado and Detroit, oh, Chris Osgood mm-hmm. coming out there fighting, uh, Patrick, Patrick Waugh. yeah, dude, oh uh,
1: yeah. Um, in the series though, I just want to say Colorado's gonna win this bitch.
0: Mm-hmm. And when we say Tampa, I would love to see Colorado play Tampa for the Stanley Cup. I don't, I don't want to see that. I would rather see them play Carolina.
1: Oh, I think that'd to?
0: be a much better series.
1: It's fair, and we we can talk about that one at a later time. Um, you know, before we get to baseball, we should do a little golf since they played a major. They played a major this weekend.
2: Yes, they did. We have a uh, we have a. Uh, we have a choke
0: artist on boy, our hands, boy. Mm. Let's Mm-mm. just let's just kind of the Reggie look. Miller, <clears throat> yeah. Let's set the table here for you, okay? It's been a long. It was a long four days. We came up here. The leading the leader is on eighteen. He's got a one shot lead. He takes a driver and just swings with the ugliest swing I've ever seen. Dude, I don't know. it was horrific. Char- Charles Barkley asked, "Yeah, it, oh, it was bad. I don't know what he was trying to do. It's like I, I thought he, maybe he was trying to like." force it. He was trying to hook it. He looked like me trying to golf right-handed. Honestly, yeah. He, it looked like he was trying to hook it, like trying to force it to stay left away from the water, but then he did something wrong and he pushed it right towards the water. So you're in the drink so now you got a drop shot. You're hitting three from the fairway on 18. You hit it over the green on that third shot. You then end up making double bogey, dropping yourself out of the what is what would become a two-man playoff. Between Justin Thomas and Will yeah. Zalatoris for the championship. And a threesome. Yep. and he said it's just a twosome. Nobody likes that. That's monogamous as fuck. Story yeah. of my life. Could I have had the threesome set up of the twosome. Yeah. Just fucking cheat, <laughs> man. And I'll tell you if you if you would have asked me if you would have asked me before this, I would have said Will Zalatoris had this thing. Justin Thomas, but then again, Justin Thomas had the nice, you know, sixty-seven one under. Will's Alatorre's or uh, three under. Sorry, mm-hmm. sixty-seven three under. Will's Alatorre shot one under, and uh, yeah, so it was a three-hole aggregate playoff, which is you know not very, you know, not done very much anymore in golf. Um, I'm
2: not a, I'm not tuning into pay per view for that.
0: Yeah. No. No, now I will say in the U.S. Open when there was a tie, they used to do an eighteen-hole playoff the next day. Oh
2: shit!
0: Yeah, now that you now that you pay for. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's fucking wild. I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, they used to do that. It was up until I think it was maybe twenty ten when they stopped when they stopped that, and now they just do the regular playoff. Oh, where, that's like
2: Diamond Kitty and Riley Reed. I'm
0: paying for that action. Yeah, now it's now it's it, they do it just like the normal sudden death, you know, aerobic athletes. Exactly. Yes, if you will. Um, but yeah, so three hole aggregate. Justin Thomas birdied the first two, parred the third. Will Zalatoris birdied the first, parred the second two. Therefore, Justin Thomas finished two under. al Zalatoris one under in the playoff. Justin Thomas became your PGA champion for the second time. How so- many
1: how many uh, newspapers do you think have it listed as uh, the Chilean choke? Ooh, buddy. Because that's that's, yeah, that's that's too easy. God damn it! That's too easy.
2: That's low hanging fruit. Right also, there. I think that might be the name of the
1: episode, boys. The Chilean choke. Although, Urban Dictionary, that to make sure we're not putting ourselves in somewhere we shouldn't be.
2: Yeah, that that, (laughs) that could be a sexual thing. I'm not really sure. It's a. It also, we're the Pecan Sandies. It has a sexual meaning.
0: Speaking of choke, fucking Arsenal. So. Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, I did want to say so, just to put it out there, that choke by Mito Pereira, all right, just to give you an idea, Justin Thomas walked away from this tournament with $2.7 million. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Now, Mito Pereira, nothing to be ashamed of. He's walking away with eight hundred seventy thousand dollars. Cut my life into pieces. But it, this is my last resort. But that's a little bit, you know, that's just a little bit less than two point seven million dollars. Yeah, buddy, that's brutal. That's a third of. Oh yeah, God. and second place, Will Zalatoris walks away with a nice little one point six two.
2: Dude, yeah, he should. Was there, least, was, yeah. there
0: a, was there a breeze? Was it was it windy? The first few days, it was That's actually...
2: It like 30 mile an hour wind. Yeah, the
0: first couple of days, it was really windy, and then a storm came through on like f- Friday night, and it really changed everything over there. It cooled down. Then I find it miraculous that Zell Taurus managed to stay in the entire time. He's like, he looks like he would get blown away. I know. It's amazing. I'm surprised
1: he didn't just get blown
2: away by the fucking breeze.
0: Tiny man.
2: He weighs like probably 135 yeah. pounds. And oh, just
0: yeah. to, hey, just to put it out there, last place, uh, got you a nice little $23,000.
2: Where did John Daly
0: finish? He did not make the cut, and uh, there is no God. And Tiger, Tiger actually withdrew after. Uh, really? After Saturday, yeah, he didn't finish his Sunday round. He, oh, he probably was, wasn't going to He didn't even time. play his Sunday round, and yeah, he he had a really bad like. I think he shot like a seventy nine. Like, oh yeah, nine he, he was probably like,
2: dude, fuck it, I'm not going to waste the fucking. Hour. Well and
0: his leg was bothering him. He he can't he can't really play four round four days in a row of competitive golf yeah. on that leg yet. Well he's and, got that pimp walk so at yeah, least it looks cool. It does. But so people you know, there's a lot of talk, you know, is Tiger gonna play at the memorial? You know, that's a play that's a course he loves. He's won there five times. I would
2: be willing to bet that he does. I don't he's not gonna play there. I don't, I don't
0: think he should play again this year. No, like what else does he have to prove? I
2: I think this will be his last one for the year.
0: I think if you were going to ask me if I was a betting man, I'd say he might be just saving it up and waiting for the British open because it's at St. Andrews.
2: Yeah. That's
0: good I could see that. I can see him doing that. Maybe just skipping the U S open, even though it's at, you know, up in Brookline, Massachusetts. It's a great course. I'm, I'm sure he would have loved to have gotten there, but you know, I don't know if he, I don't know if it's worth it for him. Well, I yeah, think this,
2: this whole past year has been like the last couple that he's played has been like a trial run. Either that or he's, I. Would...
0: He's testing the knee out. He's just trying to see what he can do. Either that or if I were him, I would purposefully just miss the cut. I mean, here's the thing I don't think he has it in him to purposely miss a cut. I don't think he does either. I... It's Tiger's just a few years away from being able to play on the senior tour. I mean, yeah. once you turn fifty, God Jesus Christ, isn't that crazy? Hey, twist the knife harder. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. Oh my God. I mean, well, here's the thing: you're, you're able to play on that once you turn fifty. Once, that's you, fair. once you turn, so Phil Mickelson's playing on there right now. Tiger's after you know after this year, Tiger will be three years away. He turns he turns forty seven on December thirtieth. That's crazy. We've been watching him since he was eighteen.
1: Yeah, it's fair. Um, As much as I love the Golf Talk boys, we got a lot to get through. Yeah, let's fucking move on. So, real quick, I wanted to touch on, we don't have a lot of baseball for you guys today. Shout out to all the Guardians fans on, the, on retaining the cup, but also splitting the season series with the Cincinnati Reds, the hapless. I, right.
2: I, I focus on hardware, Phil. <laughs>
1: Silverware's all that matters to me. It's all I care. I did want to say, though, it was cool to watch, Um I was watching their day, Baltimore Orioles, I think he was the number one prospect in all of baseball, Adley Rushman. New kid, yeah. Yeah, comes in. He's a cat. He's kept ca- caught in DH so far.
2: Yeah.
1: Um but in the in the minors he played a little outfield too. Honestly, catching, man, I've, I've, I personally I want to put Grunts back there to catch. If you have an elite bat, I want you to play somewhere in the field or DH. Yeah. I don't want like the years of Johnny Bench and Mike Piazza. Like Salvador Perez is kind of like the last of a dying breed for me. Yeah. I want Tucker Barnhart's catching. Yeah. I want guys that are, they might hit 240, but I don't care. You're back there to call a game.
2: Yeah. As long as you've got a killer arm too, like.
1: Because pitchers don't hit anymore. So catchers can be the new pitchers for all I yeah. care. Um, so this kid comes in. What I thought was cool was he was catching. Umpire introduced himself. And you see a lot of guys come in. They're nervous, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: they just like stand around. And, you know, they start, they stand there. And like, you can tell they're in their own head, but they're like trying to be really focused. So focused. He took a second, turned around, acknowledged the fans and soaked up the moment. That's awesome. I hope that kid makes it to the Hall of Fame for that moment alone. And then, this this was a fun fact, he was the first guy in quite a while. His first career hit was a triple.
2: Oh, hell yeah. Talk about
1: the most exciting way to get your first career hit. Hit the ball into the yeah. corner, watch it rattle around, and just keep fucking running.
2: One base away from a home run your first
1: mm-hmm. hit. I mean, hitting, hitting a ball over the fence would be cool, because the fan that catches it would probably... You arrange to meet them, they give the ball back, you give them a bunch of cool shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can I can I go on a little uh MLB just a little rant for about my team real quick? Yeah, go for it, buddy. Yeah, dude. Um I was, you know, I was really, really hype on uh Christian Pache coming in and he's been a great defender. Like he has been killing it out there in center field for us. But him at the plate has been just absolutely atrocious.
2: It's been below average.
0: Yeah, he's got a one fifty-nine batting average. He's Oh, God, that makes me sick. 197 on base, 238 slugging. His OPS Plus is 31. Oof. Yeah. So what doesn't he do? Gets on base. Yeah. He does not get on base, and that's not <clears> great. <throat> so um, I'm going to need Christian Pache to just get your shit and get it together, buddy. Put it all in a bag so it's all together. Get your shit together. Yeah. Not, not loving what he's doing. Um, but other than that, you know, we've got... They've got some guys that are doing pretty well, but we're still, we only have 17 wins this year. We're last in the no. a- AL West. It's not cool. Could be the Reds. The, you
1: could be the Reds. It's 100% true. Also, I'm just going to go on a limb here. I think for the rest of the year, I'm going to say the most fun team in baseball, the San Diego fucking Padres, man.
2: Is Tatis back yet?
1: Almost. And See, so yeah, I know he's getting close. Almost. And it, it, My thing about the Padres is, it's so easy to love them because the Dodgers are so easy to
2: hate. Yeah.
1: The Dodgers are so easy to hate because they. I know you partially like the Dodgers, but I'm saying from a small market sports fan's perspective.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: $280 million payroll.
2: Yeah. The Padres have a high payroll, but it's not bad. Well, that's the irony. Like, I only like them because my favorite movie of Grown Up is The Sandlot. Yeah. And I idolize Benny the Jet. It's, but a $280 million payroll versus what the Guardians' payroll is. Well, I mean,. It, it's like, oh my god, come on. It's dude, nine, the
1: pirates? It, it, the Orioles actually. They spend or nine the Orioles have a They spend out. nine times what the Orioles do. Yeah. So So I understand why they're hateable. That's egregious. But a little quick baseball talk. Uh, I tweeted today, folks. Remember, social media, Twitter at small market INS, Instagram, Small Market Insecurities, TikTok, Small MKT Insecurities. Small market insecurities there. Go follow us. Remember to go follow Bohemian Trap City and the PB and J pod as well. Um, on all their social
0: outlets. Uh, I think it's important to tell the listeners to uh, pay extra close attention to our Twitter over the uh, next, I'd say, maybe week or so. Yeah, Um,
1: I'm I'm going to let the polls run. We're going to run some
0: polls. Yeah, we need to to run some polls. So listeners, if you're hearing this, please pay attention to the Twitter. We want to know what you guys want to hear. Polls are good. Polls are good. Shout
1: out out to the guys at Flyover Sports. Um, This is a Minnesota shout out. This episode is a hot dish. For those that don't know, look it up. It's like a Minnesota casserole. It has about 19 ingredients. And this is a hot dish. We're going to cover like literally every fucking aspect of the sports world here. Um, let's hop over to a league that just finished. We are all three big time mm-hmm. EPL fans. We love the Prem. And yes, uh, uh, before we get into Sky's big market rant, because our te- none of our teams are small market, let's be totally real. Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to Brentford. The Brentford Bees, man. Staving them off. That team was supposed to go right back down. Yep. They hadn't been up in the top flight since the 46-47 season. Everybody had them getting relegated. Quite f-
2: the resolve, I must f- say.
1: 13th place. Yep. Fucking respect. By the hair on their nuts. But even more important than the B staying up, which great, another London team's going to be back in the Prem next year. <sighs> Wank motion. Um, we got to talk about Leeds guys. Jesse Marsh,
2: yep. the American
1: yep. manager. Every American manager that's been in the Prem, has sucked. Bob Bradley lasted 79 days. Bob
2: Bradley was fucking trash.
1: He lasted 79 days. Jesse Marsh takes over for legend Marco Bielsa. Yep. A guy that played a scintillating brand of football, if I can use that word properly. And they sacked him because they were getting, I mean, I think they lost like a combined three matches in a row, like 17-0. Yep. And like I remember Liverpool battered him 6-0, and it's like this shouldn't be happening to Leeds United. Mm-hmm. And they got rid of him and they brought in an American who had just been let go by Red Bull Leipzig over in Germany. Yep. It's a Champions League side.
2: It's almost like the Urban Meyer transition to Ryan Day. You have a legend and you have a new guy coming in and then mm-hmm. he, kind of, he really proves himself.
1: And the intrigue on the final day was both Watford and Norwich City had been relegated. Mm-hmm. Their s- spots were solidified, they're gone.
2: Their ticket was punched.
1: And then Everton, fuck you, Everton, saved themselves uh, on Thursday by pulling out a 3-2 comeback win, stayed up by the hair on their nuts. Wasn't
2: there a fucking investigation,
1: though? Oh, there is. They could end up being relegated, but those things usually don't go the way that the people forming them plan. Right. But then, so it came down to the final game of the season. Burnley, Burnley wins, Leeds draws or loses. Burnley stays, Leeds is gone. Burnley shits the bed. And this is what they get for firing Sean Dyche. They got rid of the guy that had kept him up for like, what was it, like eight
2: years? Something like that.
1: And they're like, oh, we're in a relegation battle. We don't trust you to keep us out of here, so we're going we're to sack you. Too late. It was, it was already too late. Uh, was it the Drake album? Too late. Um,
2: uh, what is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, take care? Or... Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then now, for Burnley, nothing was the same. Because yeah, well played. Jesse Marsh has kept the boys up at Leeds. Hopefully, next um, season
0: it's the views. Some people. Actually, are... I'd say right now it might be if you're reading this, it's too late. There we go. Oh, yeah. There we well go. played,
2: my man. Thank you. Thank well you. done. Well done. definitely not
0: passion fruit there right now. Oh, God. Kids these days don't know good Drake. They need ones. a care
2: package. No. They need no. a care
0: package. Ne- fair. And then next year it'll be views from the championship. Well, hopefully, it's comeback <laughs> season next year. Views from the championship. How many Drake albums can we reference?
2: I don't know. Dude, we could go all day. Just, I don't know, but guys. Gotta go out there like a scorpion. We have
1: business to take care of. We do. I like the views from the championship because right now it's comical that it's been Wa- it's been Watford and or Norwich and Fulham mm-hmm. or Watford and Fulham, whomever, back and forth. I am pumped to see uh, Bournemouth come back. Bournemouth is a team that was incredible when they were up, you know, before. Um, incredible finishes. They would finish like eighth, ninth, tenth. Mm-hmm. Had a really bad season. It's okay. They have a lot of really talented guys, so I'm glad they're coming back. Um, suck the playoff final between Nottingham and I want to say, oh Huddersfield Town is yeah. is uh on May 29th. So this Sunday we'll find out. But Sunderland, shout out to Degenerate T Bone on Twitter, T Bone, one of the one of my favorite guys in 971. Um. His team is Sunderland. They've been fucking around in League One for a couple of years. Yeah. They're back in the championship. They're, they're a massive club. They have a 40,000-seat stadium. I mean.
2: Oh, no shit. Oh,
1: dude, they've won. They've won the top flight like seven times.
2: I they've, can't remember. They've won the old? F-A
1: Cup before. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Is
1: Hall City still in the Prem? Hull whole, whole City's in the championship. They stayed up this year barely.
2: Okay. I was going to say, because I know like, they had their breakout like fucking like seven years ago. Think
1: about this. Hull City. I think it was like when they were in the Prem in like 16, 17 before they got relegated. Center back Harry Maguire, left back Andy Robertson.
0: Yeah. So how does it? <laughs> and they so, somehow got relegated with yeah, those two. No, that's squad. So tell me, Phil. Uh, you yeah. Know, learn me, learn me something real quick, Let's and maybe, do it, brother. maybe help the, le- the listeners learn too. Let's learners. How good. does the uh, how does the relegation and promotion kind of work between? I mean, does it change between Premier League and Championship, and then League One and? championship and, and league two below it yeah like there's, are there numbers like do the numbers change on how many teams get promoted and relegated absolutely so um, what happens is in
1: the prem there's 20 teams so you play 38 matches bottom three teams are relegated obviously there's no promotion when you're in the top flight mm-hmm. you then go down to the championship where there are 24 teams same as league one and I believe league two where you have you play 46 matches which it's a it's an absolutely brutal season yeah 46 <clears throat> matches plus the Cups, like, you're playing 55 easy. Yeah. 50 to 55 easy.
2: It's top three move up, right? Top two.
1: Top two. So, League One, Championship, so and League Two. teams get relegated out of? Three. Okay. Bottom three go. And then from the league below, two go up, and then there's a playoff mm-hmm. between three through six. So, the goal is to come in one or two for automatic promotion, but third through sixth, three plays six in a home-and-home, home, four plays five, winners play... Okay. Um, At Wembley.
0: So we're going to have Huddersfield Town against Luton Town. Huddersfield already knocked Luton out. Okay. And then Nottingham Forest and Sheffield United. And Nottingham knocked out Sheffield. Okay. So we have Nottingham and Huddersfield? Yep. That's next Sunday. Okay. Gotcha. Or this coming Sunday, I guess. Gotcha. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then, what about between like championship and league one? Same thing. Bottom three get relegated. Okay.
1: Same thing. Mm-hmm. Top, top two automatically qualify for automatic promotion. Gotcha. Three through and then six. There's a
2: playoff in the third spot. Exactly. Gotcha. Thank and, you.
1: And even below that, you can go all the way to like leagues five, six, seven, whatever, all the way down to like the non because the top four leagues, or the top four divisions are fully professional.
2: Yeah. You get below you that. You have twelve year olds in those leagues.
1: You, well, you get you go to like where Wrexham is owned by. Uh, uh, Ryan, really Reynolds and um, Ryan Reynolds and what's his name? Rob McElhinney. Rob McElhinney,
2: yeah.
1: And so they they're own a, a team Scottish t- club. Uh, they're Welsh. They're Welsh, yeah. But they applied for the exemption to play in the English pyramid. Yeah. Um, same as like Swansea City and Cardiff City. Mm. Um, so they get to play in the English pyramid because the Welsh is terrible, um, which is sad. It shouldn't be, but it is. Um, so basically, you know, they're in the fifth division. Yeah. You can basically... Go up and down to the 4th and 5th as well. But you have yeah. to get accepted in. So yeah. there's, there's a couple different caveats. But we- Sky, I know we're going to do a big market of the week. Big market rant of the week.
2: Oh, I've got a target. Let's hear that big market rant of the week, Skyler. Fucking Arsenal. Cheesing it, dude, at the last second. You had a chance to play in the Champions League. And you fucking pissed it away. Because what? I think it was we played Tottenham. And we lost. We dropped the ball against Tottenham, and then they won five nothing. We won five one, or I think vice versa, something like that. And just by the, the hair on our fucking nutsack, missed it.
1: They also lost two nothing to Newcastle. Yeah, going into that too.
2: No, it, 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 it's bullshit. It's, and I've said this for a while. Like since Arsene banger has been gone, this team has not been the same. And you know, I I was spoiled growing up because I watched Thierry Henry, Eduardo De Silva, Manuel Amunia. Like I watched all those guys. You know, they were they were the invincibles. We're the only team in the EPL history to ever go undefeated. And to see them go from that to what they are now, they're fucking shameful. Like, you can't even make the fucking Premier League and you're an EPL League One team? Like, come on, dude. The fuck is that? I, like, I just want to say, Arsenal, get it together. This is fucking ridiculous. I, like, I don't know what the fuck has happened in the last couple of years, but ever since Arsene Wenger's been gone, and like even then, like he was he was fucking he was notorious for fucking building players up and selling them off. They're like the Indians in the MLB. But at least we won hardware. At least we did well. But now it's just it, it's just a fucking free for all and and a, and a tailspin, and it makes me sick. I'm sick to my fucking stomach about Arsenal. That's all I got about that. But fuck them. Get it together. If you tell me that this is gonna keep
0: up, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. Perfect. All this wonderful food, I'm, I'm gonna throw it up. Uh, uh. I'm throwing up, Arsenal. I'm throwing up.
1: That was perfect. That was that was elite stuff right there.
2: Oh, I'm so bitter about it, dude. Because you know, when I was when I was growing up watching, I'm like, Liverpool was solid. You know, we always competed with Liverpool. Tottenham was kind of poop. You know, kind of not. They were they were in and out. We ended we had some sometimes bad. kind
0: of good,
1: sometimes kind of shit. Yeah,
2: exactly. Like oh, yeah, they yeah. were like they were. They were, they we, were kind of Liverpool had
1: years like that too don't worry yeah we
2: had, we've had up, up and down years but I grew, I, up, I grew up watching the Arsenal glory days
1: against
0: Manchester United
2: yeah like we were keeping up with Man U and beating Man U and then to see this the Mezu
0: Ozil days
2: uh, even before that
1: the Patrick Vieira days yeah
2: Patrick Vieira <laughs> Thierry Henry David
1: Seaman and goal
2: David Seaman, yeah. yeah they, he, he was he was before Manuel Munoz.
1: Yeah, he was the English number one for a long yeah, time, too. I mean, he was
2: a badass motherfucker. Yeah. And then you had Eduardo Da Silva, who rip to his, his shin, but he was a great fucking midfielder. I mean, I, I grew up spoiled, and I will say that I take solace in the fact that that is my one big market team that I ever followed, aside from Ohio State.
1: Same. So. <laughs> I mean, our EPL teams are the only big market teams. That we really follow. Yeah,
2: and we're yeah. all London fans, so it's... The
1: EPL is ge- becoming big market here. It's still not quite big market yet, but yeah, it's, yeah. Fun, it's fun to talk I about. I will
2: say, yeah, like, me, like, when I grew up, because I played soccer for 15 years, and, dude, I remember I used to get called all kinds of fucking names for playing soccer by football players.
0: Grassbury. And to see... You know? yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, worse than that. To see how far it's come, oh, yeah. and to see the falling just at the crew of game, you know, it's, it, it's awesome. But it's like, you know, like, I always hold that time in my heart dear to me, watching, you know, Arsenal be one of the greatest teams in the EPL, one of the greatest teams ever. And then seeing them fall apart like this, my like, God, you guys are a shell of yourselves.
1: Speaking of small market and soccer, because we'll call it soccer when we talk about American. Yeah. Charlotte, in their first year in the MLS, is currently holding the last playoff spot, captained by Leicester City. Premier League champion, Christian Fuchs.
2: No shit. Yeah. I did not know So, that.
1: shout out to Charlotte, dog. That's dope. Yeah. Also, I hate to say this because they're our rivals. FC Cincinnati is currently in sixth. Fuck them. Right now in the East. Just a quick Fuck MLS them. rundown. The crew are sitting down in 12th. They're only three points back, but still. They've been brutal. Yeah.
2: I mean, the crew has dropped a lot of games they shouldn't have.
1: Let's go out west. Real quick. Austin is in second place. That's a stab in the heart.
2: Oh, that makes me want to fucking puke. I can fucking puke.
1: And Nashville's in sixth. So, yup, That's been a...
2: Uh, let's talk about other football before I get sick to my stomach.
1: Let's do it. We're going to go over the NFC North schedules. Um, Who should we start with? Do you want to start with the Lions as so we can get out of the way?
2: <laughs> Might as well. Just... Aiden Hutchinson ain't going to save them.
1: Jamison Williams ain't going to save him either. No. Nah. Let's look at the Detroit Lions schedule. Maybe pick a game that we we think would be compelling. Um,
0: Are they playing the Jags? That's a
2: good point. That's
0: a good point. That's so, about all. about as compelling as it could possibly be.
1: They open up against the Eagles at home. That's a loss. They got the com. Well, they got the commies. I mean, win loss, we can do that. When we do the season preview, just gonna go run them down real quick. They got the commies week two. They go to the Vikings week three. Then they got the Seahawks at home. They go to New England. Good luck. Then they have their bye week. Then they go to Dallas and they host the Dolphins. And they got the Packers at home.
2: Oh, that's going to be watching homicide on national television.
1: Then on my birthday, they go take on Dub Bears, Chicago. Um, then they that's got a fight. They got the G Man Shout out to PJ. Um, they host the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving because the Lions automatically get a Thanksgiving game. I'm just glad. I'm just glad that they're playing a team that America does want to watch in that game, because for fantasy implications, Josh Allen is going to no spit no loops, sandpaper finish all over the Detroit Lions.
2: Fight the pillow, I'm going and dry. But
1: here's the game you're talking about, baby. Jacksonville heads to Detroit on December 4th. Should we go? Should we go for the Suck Bowl? Ooh. The Suck Bowl?
2: <laughs> the Wheelchair Olympics.
1: That's, yeah, that's a very appropriate way to, to define that game. Um, they host the Vikings again on the 11th. Then they go to the Jets then, Jesus Christ. They play the Jets outdoors, too, as if it could be any worse. Oh,
2: God.
1: And then on Christmas Eve, they play the Panthers.
2: How many shit games do they have? And
1: then on New Year's Day, they play the Bears at home. Oh, brutal.
2: And then Justin Fields takes them out to midfield and just jerks their fucking drawers down.
1: (laughs) And they end the year at Lambeau.
2: Oh, they're going to get pork.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I don't want to give preseason predictions because we're going to have an entire show about those. Is there any game on the schedule outside of me making a joke about calling it the Suck Bowl that you'd be like, they might be competitive in that one? No. Maybe against the Commies on the 18th or
2: no, second game of the year? <clears throat> Despite what people say, Carson Wentz is somewhat a serviceable quarterback at times. Yeah. And I think that's definitely a game that he can win.
1: Maybe they give their fans a Christmas miracle and win on Christmas Eve against the Panthers? No. Because i, I
2: got to fill in the Panthers at some point. are going to end up taking Baker.
1: I don't know. They drafted Matt Corral. They'd probably rather play him and suck and then build around it.
2: Uh, Just my um, thought. Yeah. I mean, C- they're, they're a circus right now, so I'm not really sure. I agree. Hey,
1: let's go over to the Minnesota Vikings, shall we,
0: boys? Yeah, I'll run through this one, buddy. I'll, Take I'll, it. I'll give you a little break here. Take it. All right. Uh, so, week one, uh, we are at home against the Green Bay Packers. And then week two, we're... At the Philadelphia Eagles,
1: it's a like gonger out of the gate
0: yep. right away. Week three at home against the Lions. Week four you're at the Saints. Week five you're home against the Bears. Week six you're at the Dolphins. Week seven you get your bye. Might be a little early. I don't know. You got ten weeks after that. That's, yeah. a, that's a little long stretch there. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes you
2: draw the short straw.
0: Yeah. Week eight. At home against the Cardinals, week nine at the Commanders, week 10 at Buffalo, week 11 at home against Dallas, week 12 at home against New England. That's
1: a brutal three-game stretch.
0: Week 13 at At home against the Jets, at least you got three games at home right there. You know? I,
2: so far, I, I think you <coughs> beat the Bears, Commanders, and the Jets.
0: Uh, yeah, it's tough, it's tough. That's week about fourteen it. at the Lions. Week fifteen home against the Colts. Week sixteen home against the Giants. Seventeen at the Packers. Eighteen home or at eighteen at the Bears.
2: Yeah, I think you beat the Bears, the Lions, the Jets. I think they can. And the, get the Commanders. The, I think they can get the Eagles. Week two. Yeah, I don't
1: see why not. I don't know
2: with Chris Olave.
1: The Eagles' defense is is their number one thing. Everybody's talking about. Why are you saying Chris Olave? Chris Olave, Olave plays for the Saints, dog. Or fucking
2: Garrett. Fuck, who did they get? It was, uh... They took two back-to-back.
1: No, that was in our mock draft. That was in our mock draft.
2: Buddy. Oh, shit, that's what I'm thinking. No, they got
1: no, they got Jordan Davis. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: But, yeah. no, I mean, they had a great draft. They got a Kobe Dean. Like, they did a lot of great defensive work. Um, They signed James Bradbury, too, from yeah. the Giants. But, like...
2: See, I, th- I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a killer year this year. He I th- has to. I
1: think if they got the Eagles, like, week nine, it'd be a bitch. His defense shows up first. The Vikings have that too. The Vikings have the better offense as of right now. And yeah. AJ and AJ Brown's great, but how what's the chemistry going to be like week 2? We don't know. We know exactly what Kirk and Justin Jefferson are going to be and and Thielen and Dalvin Cook. Like I just think that the Vikings team, it'll be there's less time to get acclimated before a, a week what two game. So, I think that's advantage Vikings offensively. But I think the Eagles defense is good enough to squeak
0: out a 20 to 17 win. Yeah, they did not do as well as I thought in the draft. I, they didn't the only pass you know pass catching option they added was in the sixth round and it was a tight end. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, th- I think that Minnesota's offense is what they're really relying on. I, I I'm okay I'm just, with that. I'm not how are you not okay with that? They've got just, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen's coming. both those guys are back. You still have Kirk. You still have Dalvin Cook. Well, with Dalvin, I worry about his his durability.
1: Yeah, but it's also week two. That's what I'm saying. Like for the we Vikings,
0: week for, two, he should be
2: there. Yeah, yeah. For the you never know, he could go full Christian McCaffrey.
1: Yeah, but like for for the Vikings, I trust a team that's played together. Going at, like early in the season, plus I still think until he proves it, Kirk is better than Jalen right now.
2: Oh no, I'm not denying that whatsoever. Yeah.
1: So that, not at all, I'm glad we had this conversation because I'm sure Brian would love to hear it. As he edits this,
2: yeah, uh, I'm going with the Eagles.
1: That's that's fair. Not very small market, of you bro. Um Literally,
2: I've been on a kick.
1: Yeah, you've been you've been really sus lately. Um, sus. Let's see the Packers since they open I up. I drive a Jeep. I can't be sus. Yeah, uh, debatable. You're you're proving every day you stray further from God's light. That's
2: um, yeah, been the NFL for a long time.
1: The Packers open up uh, in Minnesota. Then they get the Bears at home. They ooh, Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady on the 25th of September. Um, then, then they get the Patriots, wow, the ghost of Tom Brady. Um, and then they get the Giants, the Jets at home, back-to-back.
2: Easy two games.
1: Then they go to the Commies, then they go to the Bills.
2: The Bills are problems.
1: Yeah, that'll be fun. If that defense um, played
2: like it did last year, eh, yeah. they'll still have Tredavious White back, too.
1: Yeah, by that point they will. Yeah. Um, then they go to the Lions, and then they get the Cowboys at home.
0: It looks like it's gonna be a uh, that's gonna be a Sunday night game that won it at, at Buffalo.
1: Oh yeah, it has to, yeah, it hundred percent is. Expect. And then you got uh the Packers yeah, and then the Cowboys come and then the Packers host the Titans on Thursday night football. Then then they get they go to Philly. Good luck. Sunday night football. Sunday night football, yeah. And then they got the Bears, and then they got their bye week. And they got Monday night football against the Rams. Hello. Hello,
2: uh, Ooh, the, yeah. I don't ever I don't ever bet against Aaron Rodgers.
1: In Lambeau in December for sure. Then, oh, it's,
2: it's at Lambeau? And then on,
1: yeah, on yeah. on Christmas Day, they go to Miami in, in move over NBA. I'm watching that 100%. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the Vikings come to town on New Year's Day, and then they host the Lions. They're going to be fucking good. Shout out to Aaron Carmen yeah. again. Two shout outs to Aaron Carmen in this episode.
0: Wow, how did, he, how did he manage that?
1: Lucky bastard, right?
0: What a jackass.
1: Son of a bitch. So, yeah,
0: I mean, my, that Miami game
2: depends on, on, on Tua. And how what his connection with Tyreek is like? Yeah, oh,
0: that, that's the thing. I think right now, Miami. What and here, you know, here's our one opportunity to talk about a big market team. What Miami's done, they've basically given to us so many weapons that if you don't succeed, yeah, then we know that you're we know you're the problem, and we can move on. If you don't win ten games, you're gone. Yeah, and you and you make that decision going into one, you know, a very quarterback rich draft. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think mean, that's why they set it up that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, they, they know he's exactly If doesn't win 10 games, he is getting the guillotine. Tank it, and then you get C.J. Stroud down there in Miami. Yep.
1: Bryce, Bryce Young. Yeah, uh, I'm
0: not dude. sold on Bryce. I'm
2: not either. He I won
1: think. a fucking Heisman, boys.
2: Well, yeah, but we've seen Baker Mayfield won a Heisman. Okay, but... Brady Quinn won a Heisman. Br-
1: Bryce Young was, like, exponentially more hyped, recruited, than Baker Mayfield was. No, no. Troy
2: Smith won a Heisman.
1: Johnny, he's more hyped than Johnny Manziel was going, Manziel in, going Manziel. into college. Bryce Young is doing exactly what's
0: been thought he was going to do. I'm just going to say... And he's doing it. I'm just going to uh. say there aren't that many... Uh, I, I'm not saying there are none. I'm just saying there are not that many quarterbacks that have won a Heisman that do really great in the NFL. Exactly. That's what
1: Lamar, i Lamar is Lamar's
0: an exception.
1: Manny Testaverde
2: was pretty goddamn good.
0: Yep, yeah, there you go. There are exceptions to the rule. I'm not saying that True. there's not.
2: What Nate's saying is more often than not, the Heisman winners, you can't draft based on that.
1: We're also now in an era where Heisman winning quarterbacks, what they used to do to win the Heisman with their legs, is now totally acceptable in the NFL. Cam Newton broke, you know, was kind of the first guy that goes, I'm going to win the Heisman and then go ball, and then he did.
2: But look at Cam Newton now.
1: Okay, he still lasted a decade and won an MVP and went to a Super Bowl. It's a pretty goddamn good career.
2: He doesn't have a ring
1: though. Okay, but like that's a team effort. Like, okay. They ran into a buzzsaw Broncos defense. Like shit happens, man. You know what I mean, like no, damn. That's fair. You know, other guys didn't. No, like guys it. It was, like Troy hey,
2: Smith. Like uh, Troy Smith was uh, the best thing that, since sliced bread. He
1: was undersized. That doesn't happen anymore. Now, that now, was undersized. now hey, every was undersized. yeah, but they're not. Neither one of them was an elite athlete. Now they're all elite athletes. All right, I mean,
0: Zell was hey, an elite hey, athlete. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Let No, me, he was he was let elusive. So let a me difference. jump in it's here real, real quick. Let me jump in here real quick. Let's just start real quick from two thousand. Let's just you know let's rattle off the quarterbacks, okay. Chris Wanky. Chris Wanky. Terrible. Yeah. Eric yeah. Eric Crouch.
1: Crouch. Try to convert Try to convert a wide receiver.
0: Yeah. Carson Palmer. Very good. Exception good. exception to the rule. Exception a- role. to the rule, yep. that's yep. fair. Yep. Jason White. Trash. T- terrible. Matt Liner.
1: Trash. Uh Matt Liner at least played. He didn't take full advantage of his Poorly. opportunity. No, he didn't take full advantage of his opportunity, which yeah. was, which which is on him.
0: Yeah. Troy Smith.
2: Garbage. I love him. Favorite or high state quarterback, but he's garbage. Tebow.
1: Out, trash. out of position, exactly. This is yep. pr- this is proving my point, though. Yes, the
0: Sam Bradford,
1: trash. Pr- no, was, Sam Bradford was fine. He went to Pro Bowls. He's fine.
0: Uh, Cam Newton, good. R- good, R- but washed. RG3, R- R- trash. Had injury, 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 well, and there, there's
2: an asterisk on him. Big he got, unknown. He not get, gotten hurt. He's like the Derrick Rose of the NFL. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like I mean, the, not gotten hurt. He
0: would have been. What could, he's the what could have been. Yeah. Yeah, big, uh, big ever, unknown. The, big the greatest unknown. Greatest that never was. Yeah. Johnny Manziel, terrible. Yeah, Jameis Winston.
1: Winston's fine.
0: He's still here. He, he's hey, fine. Hey, he's not squinting Winston anymore. Th- that's what I was going to say. Is now, After the LASIK
2: surgery, now the jury's out.
0: Yeah, now I got to see. Uh, Marcus Mariota. We, uh, fine. Jury's average. out. Jury's out. Average, Let's, see. Let's see what he does in Atlanta. Really, really good backup. Let's see what he does in Atlanta. It's fair. Um, Lamar.
1: Great. Great. Baker. Terrible average. so far.
0: Average. I wouldn't say terrible, but he's <laughs> it's average.
1: Fair. Average is fair. I'm just being a troll. Now this
0: one, I'm saying jury's still out. Kyler. I ex- think he's great. Exciting. He's exciting, but I'm still, a jury's still out on it. Yeah. I, th-
2: I think when all's said and done with Kyler's career, he's going to be great. We're
1: finally in the era where guys like Kyler are given a chance. 15 years yeah. ago, like we're talking about with guys like Eric Crouch, they're yeah. moving they're moving into wide receiver safety. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then Joe Burrow. Incredible. Phenomenal. Incredi- hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right
1: now, he's trajecting
0: tra- tra- that way. Yeah. 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 And now, and, you know, then the most recent Bryce yeah. Jer- we don't know.
1: We don't know. Obviously, we, we I we can't
0: won't. cast judgment yet, but I've got a feeling. That he's not. I
1: think you're letting recency bias of Tua play into this, because there's been a shit ton of great Alabama quarterbacks okay, in the NFL. And then
2: Greg McElroy.
0: Hey, let's talk about
1: Okay, it. I, some I guys.
0: Thought, why, did, why did I sit here and think that Tua won a Heisman? He didn't. But I, yeah, no, he never did.
1: no. Same with Jalen Hurts. It feels like he did. He didn't.
2: Yeah, Jalen didn't want it either. Yeah. Because
1: he sat there like Jalen's
2: the best Alabama quarterback to come out for a while.
1: Yeah, I mean... They've had a lot of like the problem is they, they all they did was run the ball. AJ in, until, until was now.
0: quarterback that just fucking fizzled out. AJ
1: McCarron was a, Th- that's, yeah, life alabama back.
0: Alabama will produce receivers and they'll produce running backs. Yeah. It's like Ohio State up until recently. Like Ohio State was not a quarterback factory.
1: Oh I'd Alabama has quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls, they win. We've well, never yeah, not, no, we've no, never I'm, had that. But I'm saying
2: in, in the last ten years, Alabama has not put out a a, a stellar quarterback. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback to put out Alabama in the last ten years.
0: Yeah. Same with Ohio
2: State. The last good quarterbacks to out of Ohio State was Arch Schleister, arguably.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's like the highest draft pick they've ever had yeah. in let quarterback. Well,
0: let's, let's, I mean, I think... We're a, running backs I, and wide receivers. Again, maybe maybe ahead of his time. But a line. A offensive line, yeah. Maybe ahead of his time, but Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor,
2: I, I liked him as a wide receiver. That season he had with the Browns was fucking phenomenal. I don't think... Like, even at Ohio State, I still said he was not a quarterback.
1: I'd love to see what TP would look like in an offense like what Russell Wilson ran.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't trust TP at QB.
1: I mean, he's an asshole, but
2: I would say wide receiver. I mean, he, dude, that game against USC. Every time they put uh, Todd Beckman in, we gained yards. Every time they pulled him and put. Todd, oh, Ryan Texas. There, the, they lost. The, no, it was USC. The
1: Fiesta Bowl. Oh, we you talking about the U, the regular season game, like number, the third game. Or yeah, because I'm thinking about the Fiesta it Bowl against, against Texas, where Beckman threw him the touchdown pass.
0: Yeah. 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 I don't know. but See, me personally, when I think of Terrell Pryor as a quarterback, uh, my mind goes to the Rose Bowl game against Oregon.
1: Yeah. Okay, Phenomenal. I'll give you
0: that, but I think a lot of that was, uh, was, was Devin.
1: The Wisconsin game where he came back and took him down the field and scored with his legs.
0: The Sugar Bowl against Ryan Mallett. Hey. I'll give him that one. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I will say, wide receiver can run them routes and he can get himself wide open, but the ball's got to get there. Well, and I will say by the time Terrell was a junior, his passing game developed a lot.
1: I do think we're going to see a trend here in the next ten years. Archive this for either you know freezing cold takes exposed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to look like a fucking genius. I think Heisman winners now translate to the NFL exponentially better than
0: they used to. I agree with you. I'd love to have a college football like roundtable discussion. I think one thing that obviously you know would be good for us to discuss would maybe be just like the NIL landscape and what that's going to do. That's to going everything. to change everything. I think that's going to have a huge impact, and, and maybe just some things we don't like about the current system, and things that yeah. you know should maybe be. changed. We're going to see a
2: breakup of the Power Five conferences.
0: I think there's a chance of that. Um, I mean, I Rick, say the
2: Pac-12 falls to the wayside. the we'll big see right disappears. now.
0: Right now, the NCAA just made a decision where you know, basically, you know the emphasis on divisions is doesn't matter anymore when it comes Ohio to the Ohio State
2: us. next season isn't gonna have divisions. Uh in the, the Big Ten. Ten. The Big Ten. Yeah. I mean. yeah it's already done it's already done. That's Ohio what I mean. It's not gonna have to play in a division. That's what
0: I mean. Because they said because they said it, it doesn't matter. You don't need to do divisions. It's just right. put your two best teams out there. Exactly. And yeah,
1: because it's better ratings and it's more money, of course. Yeah. yeah. We all know why, but hey, let's save that for a round table. I like yeah. where I like where we're heads at that, at though, boys. So that should just about wrap up this episode. Forty seventh, AJ Hawk edition. Of the Small Market Insecurities podcast. Hell yeah. Co-host of Chaos. You got anything for the listeners before we sign off?
0: Terrell Pryor was overrated at quarterback.
1: Stack guy Nate. What do you got for us, buddy?
0: Uh, Yeah, just a little event this weekend. We got uh, the big F1 race in Monaco. This is like the... Uh, I the
2: Oscars of the F one,
0: yeah. On, well, honestly, I'd say this is like the this is like the Masters of F one. Yeah, like, this absolutely. Is, this is the one that they've done year at year and year out. Uh, this is a fun one because they bring all the big ass fucking yachts. I mean, Monaco's a money town regardless, but it's just it's a fucking event to watch. So I'd highly recommend tuning into some F one. You'll have qualifying on Friday, or uh, you know, actually practice on Friday, qualifying Saturday, race Sunday.
1: Sounds great. Um, stop sending racist tweets to athletes like Nazim Kadri when they piss you off because you're a fan. Don't be an asshole. No. Jesus Christ, have some fucking class, people. You
0: can tweet at them and you can fucking be. You can
1: tweet, tweet about them. You don't even have to tweet at them. Just tweet about them. But you don't need to send racist shit to people. You don't, and, and then like berate them and threaten their family. Like all that shit. Like there's no clout involved for you. Yeah,
0: there's a line. There's, Fuck off. Yeah, there's a because the only clout, you're only going to get negative clout. Yeah. By doing that. And, so. you,
1: and you're doing it off a burner, and you sure you're, you sure as hell wouldn't say it to their face.
0: No, absolutely not.
1: So don't be a fucking dick, so. It's,
0: that's just this whole new thing where everybody can hide behind a screen, man.
1: Exactly. So that is my uh, that is my final thought. So for the co-host yeah. of Chaos, Skyball, and the guy you love to hate, Stackin8, it's your boy Phil Razor saying, small market insecurities.
0: Fair as well, booze. Love you guys.